Hello, fellow ink drinkers, and welcome back to the Blind Girls Book Talk podcast. My name is Aria. And I'm Belle. And we are two legally blind sisters who love reading and love books. And so what we've done is we've created this show in order to talk about that. We talk about a wide variety of bookish content, and that can range from bad retellings of stories, book to movie adaptation comparisons, buddy reads, recent reads, bookish challenges, really. The list does go on and on. And today, well, today's really exciting, or at least I think it's exciting. And so let me explain. Back when kind of the concept for this show was actually a blog that we had started, one of the blog posts that I had done was for a book that was called The Ladies of the Secret Circus. And the book was by a woman named Constance Sayers. And I just kind of wrote like a little thing about what I thought about it. It was kind of, I don't want to call it a review because I hate giving reviews, but it was just kind of my thoughts on this book, what I liked, you know, that kind of thing. And so fast forward to not long after we moved down here. Yeah, I was probably in like September. it, I was in my second week, second, third week of class. So like end of August, beginning of September. Yeah, then. like end of August, early September. I got a very interesting email. And this email was from a lady who had said that they had kind of found us through our old blog. And amazing that thing still exists. It, well, it's actually, I think, as officially deceased now. Oh, it's actually gone now. It's, okay, it's good. actually gone, or it should be. That, um, that was a early concept. We yeah, tried. Yeah, we tried. But honestly, let, let me hold on. Let's rephrase this. I tried. You tried. I tried to carry it. It didn't go <laughs> yeah. very well. Yeah, Th- this was a concept for both of us. Of we're gonna be able to do this together and then school started happening very hardcore for me like this was right around the time i was graduating early it was a mess so like i started to fall back on what i was supposed to write yeah yeah and it didn't work out but luckily we came across this we came across the idea of doing this and i think everything's been working out (laughs) I would say, I think we have a lot more fun doing this than we did doing the blog. Let's be real. But anyway, so I got an email from somebody who was kind of, I think, part of the publishing company, essentially. And they asked us if we would be interested in getting a kind of early copy of this author's new book. And at first, I was a little bit skeptical a little bit because I was like, how, how do, <laughs> how'd you find little old us? But then, you know, we kind of kept emailing a little bit and I, we said we were interested and lo and behold, a copy of the book showed up and I started reading it. And to be fair, she did say she would read it and not me. Yes. And I did. Preface, I will read this book law school reading and trying to read for myself sometimes they don't really try to mix well yeah to be honest i haven't told bell much about this book either no i also don't listen to you half the time 
but essentially started reading it. Spoiler alert, I really enjoyed this book. (laughs) I had a really good time with it. And then essentially, you know, they had asked us to kind of try to hold off on, you know, talking about the book until it was a little bit closer to the publishing date, if possible. And so that's what we're doing. The book comes out November 14th. The title of the book is The Star and the Strange Moon. And the author is Constance Sayers. So definitely check out this book. It is really good. I really enjoyed it. I'll go not too much into detail, but I'll go a little bit more into it in here in just a little bit. So essentially, the other thing that they had asked is if we would want to do, I guess, like a send in questions for Constance to answer, and then they would send us back some answers from her. So we did that as well, which is, again, super excited. We've never had the opportunity to do this before. So for me, I was just like, I'm just going to go for it because, again, don't know if I'll ever get an opportunity like this again. But, you know, I wanted to do this when we could. So first things first, what is the star and the strange moon about? So essentially... It is about a movie star from the 60s who she gets cast in this movie. And one day while they're filming, she disappears. Years later, there is a film student. His name is Christopher. And he essentially kind of keeps running into mentions of this movie star And he keeps kind of being pushed in order to try to find her. And it is really of a a story of everything that the movie star, her name is Gemma, everything that she is going through, as well as everything that Christopher is going through and learning from, you know, the people that Gemma left behind, quote unquote. And just, you know, it's kind of their stories kind of intertwining, essentially. I don't want to spoil anything at all for this book, because truly, this is a book to definitely go in as blind as possible. I don't want to spoil anything because, again, I really enjoyed this book. This book is really good. If anybody is familiar with the blog or kind of came to the show through the blog... One of the things that I talked about in the Ladies of the Secret Circus many review thoughts, whatever you want to call it, was that I saw a lot of the twists coming. And, you know, it was one of those things where it was like, I feel smart because, you know, I can see what's going on, but it didn't really take away my enjoyment from the book. There wasn't any of that in this book. There were a couple little things that I was kind of like, okay, I kind of see where you're going. But there wasn't a lot of like, okay, I see, like, I actually see this, where this is twisting to. There was a good bit of things that surprised me. It's been a while for me to have come across a book that I know some things, but at the same time, I don't know everything. You know, there's a twist that I don't see coming. So... All in all, highly recommend it. Like I said, it will be coming out on the 14th. 
I think we'll be kind of posting on Instagram the day it comes out just as a, hey, don't forget about this because like really, this is a really good book. And I have enjoyed, like I really enjoyed Ladies of the Secret Circus. I have one of her other books. I think it's A Witch in Time. It is on my TBR. I have not read it yet, but it is there. (laughs) And yeah, like I said, check this out. Definitely for sure. So now for the exciting part. We're going to talk about kind of the interview questions that we had sent in for Constance to answer. So how this is going to work, Belle is going to read off the question, and then I will go ahead and read her answer. And then we might have some color commentary afterwards. First question, how long have you been writing? So her answer was, I've been writing all my life. I'm dating myself, but as a kid, I was caught up in the general hospital Luke and Laura storyline and thought, I can do that. So I took my sister's old Smith Corona typewriter and created a 100 page soap opera of my own. It was terrible, but I was quite committed to it for many years. I started college as a music major, but switched to writing my first semester and never looked back. What was your inspiration for this story? Throughout history, many people were superstitious that photo or video could steal your soul. This idea about the mystery of film and the potential to steal your soul was swirling around in my head. Originally, I had thought about setting the book in the 1920s or 30s in Hollywood, but I kept running into the 1960s everywhere I turned. The 1960s are a great period in film history. You had the French New Wave in Paris, which was a rebellion against the types of films available during and immediately after World War II. Gothic was all the rage, too. In the U.S., the Dark Shadow soap opera was a big hit, And in England, Hammer Films made Christopher Lee a star for his portrayal of Dracula. I loved Hammer Films as a kid. They were so campy and not scary at all. I really like this period as a book because there isn't a lot of fiction out there in this time. So it was a wide open space. Next, I began to sketch out the character Gemma Turner, who was once a famous actress, but she left her career behind for her guitarist boyfriend. Work offers had dried up and she gets one final chance to save her career when a French New Wave film director asked her to star in his horror film, La Strange Lune or The Strange Moon. I'm sorry, I don't do French. As the book progresses, I hope there is a sense that Gemma, while hopeful about this role, has sealed her doom with this film. The film set is a nightmare. The director, Thierry Valdon, turns out to be both cruel and temperamental, and the script he's written is laughable. During a night shoot, Gemma is filming a scene when she discovers she's been transported inside the film. So the set is now her reality. Now surrounded by the characters from the film, the plot is playing out, but Gemma knows the script and it's the ending where she'll ultimately be turned into a vampire. There are both the confines of being inside a gothic horror film, but also a film set in the 19th century where women don't have freedoms that they have in Gemma's original time period. 
It's a very meta thing. I loved that Gemma knows she's inside the film and she's aware of the tropes and how to push them. She's also required to do retakes as she changes the script to get different results and she blossoms as a character. Finally, you have the modern day documentary filmmaker, Christopher Kent, who becomes obsessed with finding out what happened to Gemma. So yeah, that is a very good sum up of what this book is about without spoiling If you could go back in time and give yourself one piece of writing advice, what would it be? I was so focused on craft that when I got published, I knew nothing about the industry and how it works. I wished I would have spent more time understanding the business side. Fair. (laughs) I feel like a lot of us would not know the business side of many much things unless you are Belle, who kind of sort of studied business. I mean, yeah, it's marketing 101 when you break it down. I mean, I yell at Aria for this all the time. I get frustrated with somebody else about it. Like, it frustrates me because for me, it makes sense. It's marketing 101. And apparently everybody who's rights is like, I don't understand. (laughs) And I'm just like, it's marketing. Yeah. My brain particularly does not. And and that's saying something because I hated marketing. All right. What's next? Out of all the characters you've written, who is your favorite? Okay. I'm going to try this, but I cannot say names. And I'm so, so sorry. Althakazur, when he's on the page, he comes alive to me. Readers tell me sheepishly that they love him, but they feel guilty about it because, well, he's a demon. He's my favorite character to write. Yeah, honestly, he is definitely one of my favorite characters for sure. Who are some of your favorite authors slash what are some of your favorite books? Well, not a book per se, Jean-Paul Sartre's play, No Exit, changed my life. It's brilliant. Three people are locked in hell together and are unwilling to give the other what they need or want. And one utters the famous line, hell is other people. John Berentz, B-E-R. E-N-D-T-S. I'm so sorry. I can't say names. Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil and Anything by Anne Rice were also early influences. What is your biggest challenge when writing? Finding time. I work a pretty demanding day job leading a media and information company as the (laughs) chief revenue officer. (laughs) I take back everything I said earlier. I'm sorry. I did not know that was the answer. (laughs) <laughs> i did not read these at the time <laughs> i did not no i i think that's awesome if if you are listening to this podcast lovely author i think that's awesome i retract everything i have previously said <laughs> you are so sad this is why listen he's improved things listen <laughs> It would it would take away from lovely moments like this. Oh, yeah, that, that make this like, show what it is. Yeah, the moments that make me look like a complete jerk. I swear I'm not. No, Belle isn't. She really didn't know. I really didn't know. She really didn't know. I didn't show her these. Like I, I swear, I'm like completely blind to all of this. I. She's just here. She she's been having a a bad time at law school, and she was like, "I really, I really can't." And I was like, "Belle, I need you." Yeah, she's like, "I need you," and I'm like, "But Arya, property is killing me," and she's like. 
No, it's fine. <laughs> You're going to be fine. It's fine. Okay. Okay. Uh, anyway, author, in terms of you, I retract everything I said. Aria and the other human I mentioned, I do not retract what I said. <laughs> that is fair. <laughs> that is fair. Anyway, we acquired 16 companies over the past three years, and I've been integrating them, so I struggle finding quality time to come to the page fresh. I'm incredibly disciplined when writing, but my books are complicated and they require a good deal of brain space finding that time is the biggest challenge which fair <laughs> time is always the enemy <laughs> oh gosh don't even go there <laughs> i know i know it's it's even worse for you well, honestly i scrape by to find as many minutes in the day as i possibly can and like literally if i sound completely different it is because i went through a day of school Okay, next. Uh, what are your favorite things to write? So, yeah, it's kind of like, what are your favorite parts of the story? Your dialogue, setting, characters, that kind of thing. Her answer, I'm always drawn first to the what if. I love concept-based novels. That's not to say I don't invest in my characters, but I need to like the premise before I come to the page. I hate first drafts. Mine are quite rough, but once I get about 60,000 words on the page, I adore the passive edits where I start painting scenes. I do feel like in my subsequent drafts, I'm painting rather than writing, layering on characters and texture. Honestly, as someone who's doing the National no Novel Writing Month challenge, I have never hated a first draft more <laughs> in my life. So I feel that. <laughs> but Sound like me with my memos. Yeah, yeah. You and your memos. Yep. Uh, we're all struggling. <laughs> We're all struggling Ooh, when it comes my to first writing. memo went great. Now I'm like on my last one and I'm like, I have no clue what I'm doing. Yep. It's a great time. How would you describe the star and the strange moon in 10 words or less? A vanished film star, a man obsessed with finding her. Accurate. <laughs> That's not part of it. That's me saying that that is accurate. What is one thing you hope readers take away from your stories? If I look at all my books, they do have a basic common theme. They are usually about women who have something extraordinary happen to them, causing them to go on a journey to discover some hidden secret, but also a magical legacy. Honestly, yeah. Like I said, I have not read A Witch in Time, but yeah, that's very fitting. What has been one valuable lesson you have what nonsense have you wrote? What has been one valuable lesson you have learned in your time as a writer? Yeah, but y you don't have you have learned. You have your have learned. Oh. <laughs> my, my dyslexia was not happy. I'm so sorry. I don't know how that happens. <laughs> so I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> was I starting to read this wrong? Oh, Belle is struggling. It's okay. <laughs> We're good struggling. guys. I had property again today. Leave me be. <laughs> We're good guys. So Constance's answer that producing a book is such a collaborative process. If you want to be a writer and chafe at feedback or don't work well with others, it isn't the career for you. I never feel my writing is precious in any way. For book one, my editor did not like the Sandra chapters. So rather late in the process, I rewrote them in a month. She was spot on that the changes made the book better. Your editors know the market better than you do. So trusting them on the direction is key to succeeding. That's good advice. <laughs> 
I feel it in my soul. Have you experienced writer's block? And if so, how do you combat it? I'm kind of going through it right now. In the past four years, I've written three books and I'm coming up for air and thinking about what the next idea is going to be about. I have four or five ideas floating around and none has risen to the surface yet. I know this means I need to back away from the ideas for a bit. I'll be at a stoplight and the next book will come to me. That's just the way my brain works. I just read a lot and watch a lot of movies and something sparks. What do you like to do when you aren't writing? I have a full-time job, so that takes up quite a bit of time when I'm not writing. When I finish a book, it's such an exhausting mental thing that I like to work with my hands. I took a knitting class after my second book, but it was not for me. And I ended up crying in class out of frustration. Oh, girl. Same. Um, <laughs> I love baking homemade chocolate tiramisu or red velvet cake with coconut cream cheese frosting or I'll put together some Legos. I just did a Legos typewriter where the keys work. Oh, I saw that set. That was so oh, cool. God, I want that set. I also play the piano as well and I have two Welsh terriers so I walk a ton. I guess I'm not one for having idle time, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's that's definitely Bell. 100% Bell. But yeah, no, honestly... I feel like crafting does help like when you're trying to be creative, like just working something with your hands. Yeah. Recently, I've been like very struggling with burnout, and like trying to make not burnout happen. And I got a piece of advice from a practicing attorney who came and spoke to our, my school. And he brought up that like because my field is such an intellectually demanding thing, you have to find something physical that you can get your hands on. Mm -hmm. So that way, you know, you're shutting your brain off a bit. So like I've gotten back into my crocheting. Can't knit. I cried for that. I want to try to knit. You were good at knitting when we tried it. I was horrible at it. It made me cry. I never want to knit again. Crocheting. I like it's counting. Although I question on my abilities to count. And I do bake. Yeah. I do bake a lot. And I have Piper. Oh, I love her. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> Just yesterday, she decided to wake me up at 3.12 in the morning. <laughs> I said, no. Okay. Anyway, well, we're on the last question. A moment in this book that stood out to me was when Valden? Valdon. Valdon. I can't name worse than anybody was talking about how artists create as a reaction to where they have been and how he creates worlds where this one has fallen short. Is that your personal belief about art and creativity? Probably I agree with him on some level. I used to write gritty, realistic novels, but I don't have any interest in fictionalizing this world anymore. That is probably because I've lost some faith for where we are as a society. Girl, preach. <laughs> I feel that deep in my bones. Well, this has been fun. So like I said, again, the book is The Star in the Strange Moon. It is by Constance Sayers. Comes out on November 14th. Check it out. It is a really good book. I, again, 
really, truly, honestly enjoyed it. And we weren't paid in any way to talk about this. In any way, shape, or form. Like, this is, there's no sponsored. I'm not, there's not someone behind the scenes being like, you must say you love this book. Like, absolutely not. We wouldn't have done that at all, (laughs) to be honest with you, because we don't believe in that kind of nonsense. Mm. So, yeah, but this has been fun. We want to thank you guys for coming along as we talked about this new book that's coming out and our interview questions that we got to send to the author. Of course, if you like this episode, if you like what you've been listening to, please consider following the podcast and sharing the episode with your friends. It really would help us to grow the show and we would appreciate the support those actions would give. Do you want to say when the book's coming out? November 14th? I I don't know. It's coming out November 14th, if I didn't say that. Dude, I'm barely awake. <laughs> I know you are. I, I'm pretty sure I said it, but if not, I'll say it again. November 14th, check out this book. <laughs> what are we talking about next time? First sentence challenge revisited. Oh, the first sentence challenge revisited. We love to see it. <laughs> uh, so, that being said, hey man, we'll see you in the next one. <laughs> Bye. Bye.